This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. Can you actually use AI to land a new career, to get your next job, your next promotion? You'd be surprised. I think you can. And I think we have probably one of the best people to talk to about that. So make sure you stick around. My name's Jordan Wilson. Welcome to Everyday AI. This is your daily live stream podcast and free daily newsletter helping everyday people make sense of AI because there's so much happening. So how do we actually use it to grow our companies, to grow our careers? That's what you tuned in for. But first, let's take a look at the AI news. We do this every single day. So whether you're joining us live, thank you for that. Make sure you get your comments in about AI and job seeking and uh, landing your your next big uh, career move. But if you're listening on the podcast, don't worry. Check out the show notes. We always leave links back so you can come in and join this conversation. That's what makes us different. We bring on experts that you can talk to. But first, let's get to the news. So will smart assistants finally get smarter? I sure hope so. So Amazon just released a, uh, or said they are very soon releasing, a new version of its AI assistant Alexa. So the biggest difference? Well, uh, this new version of Alexa will be featuring a large language model for natural, more informed, and longer conversations. Thank you, man. Especially, I don't know about y'all, but after using ChatGPT, you know, Bard, all these other, when you go back and talk to your Alexa or Siri, you're like, come on, this, this isn't that good. So excited about that. All right, next piece of news. Is the writer's strike finally nearing an end? Well, maybe. So reps from the Writers Guild of America and CEOs of major media companies met, and they are reportedly close to striking a deal. So what's that have to do with AI? Well, uh, the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, actually AI has been one of their main concerns uh, about AI replacing their jobs for screenwriters and for you know digital actors, you know digital twins, all these things that Hollywood kind of wanted. So. Uh, the strike's been going on since May, and it could end very soon. More on that in the newsletter. Last, but definitely not least, Dolly 3 is coming. So if you haven't heard of Dolly 3, don't worry. It's probably normal because Dolly 2 from OpenAI, their AI image generator, has been out for more than a year, and it hasn't really been updated. Uh, so if I'm being honest, not a lot of people use Dolly, but they did announce Dolly 3 uh, we're going to have a lot more on that in the newsletter, but some big details to look at. It's coming early October. It will be available within ChatGPT. So ChatGPT is going multi-model, which is huge news. Um, also, it'll be able to use text within images. A big difference with MidJourney that does not do text very well at all right now. So exciting news all over in the world of AI, but that's not that's not why you're here. We already have some comments coming in. People want to know about how to use AI in their career. So let's bring on an expert. If you're ever on LinkedIn looking up career advice, you probably know our guest for today. Uh, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show, David Alto, uh, the owner of Alto Advance LLC. David, thank you for joining us. Well, yeah, of course you asked. So I, I came, I had to, I had to help the audience, uh, help those job seekers know some little tips and tricks. Maybe they can you know, land that job quicker. Oh, man, man of the people. I love it, David. Well, well, first, before we get into the nitty gritty and we talk AI, first, tell, uh, tell people a little bit about 
about yourself and what Alto Advance is and, and how you help people? Sure. So previous career, I've been a multi-unit manager. I've done a lot of hiring. So kind of what I do now, I've, I've been a job seeker. Uh, I've been an employer. Uh, and then doing what I'm doing now really allows me to, to help my clients land that, land that new career uh, faster. So what do we do? So most of what we do is helping uh, job seekers uh, land new jobs through improving their resume, improving their LinkedIn profile. We also do outplacement uh, services for uh, companies uh, looking to, you know, maybe they're laying off four or 500, you know, people. So uh, we do that and we don't offer as many services because we have found a lot of the employers just want to know that their employees can get a really land, land the right job quick. So that's why we just tailor a few services to help those companies uh, at a lower cost than a lot of other, uh, a lot of other places. But for me, uh, again, I've been that struggling job seeker wondering how come, you know, I'm applying for jobs. How come I'm not getting interviews? And so I think we'll share some best practices today uh, so they don't have to struggle and land that, uh, land that interview a lot faster. I love that. And, and, you know, one thing I think you brought up there is I think everyone's been in that position of, of being the job seeker and, you know, feeling they're, they're, they're very qualified and, and not knowing, you know, maybe, Hey, I've five for five, 10, 500 jobs and I'm not hearing back. Um, so let's, let's start super high level, David, uh, can, can AI help? Uh, and, and, and if so, how? Sure. So back in the 70s, believe it or not, a um, uh, company uh, developed a, some software, ATS, applicant tracking system. You might be hear, hear it called soft, software uh, to sort through applicants to make that hiring process a lot, to streamline it for those hiring managers and recruiters. Because um, even in the 70s, they were getting hundreds of applicants and generally nobody's ever going to read, you know, an entire resume. And nowadays, boy, you know, 400, 600, 800,000 applicants per job sometimes. So Stephen or Stephanie are not going to go through an HR or that that recruiter are not going to go through that many resumes. So Knowing how companies use software um, to kind of match up your resume to that job. So if you haven't done a very good job of making sure that those hard and soft skills are on your resume, then you may get those darn rejection uh, you know, emails like immediately after applying. And that's what's frustrating. You're looking in a, like, I am way more than qualified. How come I'm not getting calls? Well, there are plenty, there's plenty of AI out there, plenty of software out there that will allow the job seeker to compare quickly within seconds. You, you copy paste the job description, copy paste, your resume, hit send or submit, and it will tell you potentially um, what hard and soft skills might be missing. Maybe you're missing some education. Maybe you forgot you put your degree on there, right? It'll tell you. So, I mean, and this has been around way before, you know, ChatGPT. Um, so, it, 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 there's a couple of them, uh, JobScan, uh, SkillSinker uh, that, that work fantastic. There's plenty out there, but I like those two the best. And it quickly will tell you, okay, 
hey, I need to add this and add that. And here's the great thing with that is if you're applying for a project manager position at, say, Amazon, and then again at Microsoft, well, they're probably going to require the same hard and soft skills, probably. Maybe a little bit of nuance uh, between those two jobs. So, but if you're aligned with one, you know, you're probably not going to have to do it for the other. You know, you don't want to tweak your resume to death and just word it to death. Um, and I see so many resumes that maybe have some high level skills, but maybe don't list at the very bottom of somebody's resume. Maybe some of those other competencies and technical skills. And that's the best place to maybe throw in some of those after you've used, you know, some of that software to compare your resume to the job description. Yeah, that's, and I think without even saying it out loud, I think you said the, that, the, like the quiet part out loud is, is what AI can help job seekers do is it, it's time, right? Like, like David just said right there, you can compare in seconds, you know, something that used to take people maybe an hour, two hours uh, to be able to do that in seconds is, is amazing. Uh, you, you know, David, I know that you've probably worked with countless people um, in, in helping them um, improve, you know, their resume or even just improve their outlook or improve where they're looking, maybe. Sure, sure. Um, what are some mistakes that you see, whether this is people using AI or not, but what are some of the most common mistakes that you see uh, people when they're trying to land that, that, that next career? Yeah, you know, a lot of people do the spray and pray, meaning I'm going to apply for 100, 100 types of 100, 100 jobs today. Um, I'll, I'll touch base on this. Um, so on LinkedIn, you can do easy apply or apply when you see a job. Now, what's the difference? Uh, if you hit apply, it usually goes to the company's website. Now, I know that takes longer to apply. It takes, you know, half an hour could take you 45 minutes to apply. I get it. They're going to ask you to upload your resume and then still ask you to fill out what you did in each job, which is just silly. But, uh, but a lot of people like the easy apply because they hit a button in 30 seconds, they apply. The only problem with easy apply or apply now on indeed. Um, the only problem with that is it's generally only going to one person and one person only. Well, if one person's going getting 400 applicants, they're not going to go through them all. It's usually a recruiter. I would much rather that job seeker, go to the company website, career web website and apply because statistics have shown very few people ever get apply, uh, ever get hired or even interviewed by hitting that easy apply. And the right people get to see it when you apply on a company website, usually hiring manager, hiring managers, boss, HR, at least one or two recruiters. And you want your resume in front of the right people. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest piece, right? Is uh, you can put all the time in the world, but there's always that question on the end is, will anyone see this or will the right person uh, see this? So uh, just, just as a reminder, if you're joining, joining us live, we have uh, David Alto joining us, uh, the owner of Alto Advance. Um, and, and thank you everyone for uh, joining Kevin, joining from Atlanta, Pedro from Columbia. We have people from all over uh, Minnesota. Good evening uh, from India. So just as a reminder, get your questions in. Um, you know, I want to talk about this, David. Uh, uh, Wildred just says AI is extremely helpful uh, for writing to craft resumes. Um, what are some other maybe specific tasks? So, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about job scan and sales, uh, skill sinker that can mm -hmm. kind of help you, uh, you, you know, compare your resume for certain roles. But what are some other ways that you've seen that AI is extremely helpful for job seekers? Sure. So nobody loves writing a cover letter. 
Uh, I write cover letters daily for my clients. And guess what? I don't like writing cover letters. <laughs> and, here's, and here's why. That verbiage needs to come from the job seeker. So, you know, I, I, I give my clients a great cover letter and I ask them, maybe you tweak it into your own verbiage. But boy, oh boy, we've been experimenting for months and months and months. And we have found that, uh, you know, whether you're using chat GPT or whatever, uh, but can write a damn good cover letter. <laughs> and here's why. If you got a decent resume already, and you ask it to create a cover letter, you know, uh, as if maybe you throw in there, uh, you know, as if you're having a conversation with somebody. Uh, and what I have found is if I say, write something as if a teenager is writing it, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, it just comes out better. And it doesn't sound like a, you know, a, it doesn't sound like a teenager, but for whatever reason, giving it that prompt, um, it, it just, it, it, it flows better for whatever reason, but that was the, any type of letter. Uh, I mean, my wife and I had to write a letter to our tenants, uh, that we have, uh, uh, some property and it nailed it. So for, for whatever, like uh, articles, uh, cover letters, any type of letter, it does a really, really good job. Um, so I would highly suggest that if you are a job seeker struggling to to uh, craft that cover letter, to uh, you know, give give AI a try, and I think you might. Uh, and if you're struggling, I'll send you some uh, prompts to use. Perfect. Yeah. And hey, good good call out there. David, yeah, we'll make sure uh, if you haven't already sign up for the newsletter, we'll make sure to share actually a lot of different resources that David has. And hey, he just offered some some great prompts to help help you all out there. Um, so actually, and this is weird for me. I want to I want to hit pause on AI, right? Wild Jordan, how could you? But I want to talk quickly about LinkedIn, uh, David, because I know you have a great presence there. You're always helping people. Uh, but if we're just talking about LinkedIn, you already said kind of the easy apply versus normal apply, but what about getting in front of the right person? You, you know, what, if, if, if we take AI out of the equation, like what kind of tips or practical advice do you have for people to spend time wisely on LinkedIn and to maybe get to the right person in their next job search? Hey, this is Jordan, the host of Everyday AI. I've spent more than a thousand hours inside ChatGPT and I'm sharing all of my secrets in our free Prime Prompt Polish ChatGPT course that's only available to loyal listeners like you. Here's what Lindy, who works as an educational consultant, said about the PPP course. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting the results from ChatGPT that I needed and wanted. And after taking the PPP course, I now realize that I was not priming correctly. So I will be heading back into ChatGPT right now to practice my priming, prompting, and polishing. Everyone's prompting wrong, and the PPP course fixes that. If you want access, go to podppp.com. Again, that's podppp.com. Sign up for the free course and start putting ChatGPT to work for you. Sure, yeah, no, that's... Uh... So in our daily life, you know, it's sometimes it's not about who we know, but we know somebody that knows somebody, right? They say, you know, you, you're talking to, you're having a conversation with your friend and, 
they can't help you, but they have a friend that can help you or a relative that can help you. So, well, LinkedIn has about 950 million people that can help you potentially. Uh, so before applying for that job that you think you're a good fit for, I suggest going on to LinkedIn. You go into the search box, you type in that job title of that job. Let's say it's a project manager at Amazon. You type in project manager, you click on people, you click on, uh, you know, the company, right? Uh, and then uh, you, then you hit show results. Maybe you select your city or state or where you're from, uh, because I would ask you to message a few of these people. Uh, and here's why. Uh, the best people on LinkedIn that know uh, that you can do that job, obviously hiring managers, but a lot of hiring managers or HR never want you to give you the illusion that you're ever going to get a job or an interview. So they normally don't respond. So don't mm -hmm. mess. Now you would think that messaging recruiters on LinkedIn would be a great best practice, but if they're getting bombarded by people doing the same thing, or let's face it, recruiters, some recruiters don't know transferable skills. They've never done that role or whatever. Mm. So messaging people in the same or similar role can benefit you for two different, two different reasons. One, they know transferable skills. They're going to be able to take a look at your profile and know if you can do the job. But what if something, you know, financially is in it for them to get a referral bonus? A lot of companies pay out some serious money for referral bonuses. So um, I have developed some easy scripts for people to message that person and not sound spammy that you're mm -hmm. looking for a job to get some response. And you and I both know people are very giving on LinkedIn. If you just craft a nice message, you're probably going to hear back from a few people. But I've seen this land interviews, land jobs. The worst thing that happens is you're going to be connecting to more people in the industries and the companies and the positions you want. Anyway, that's the worst thing. But uh, uh, good things happen to this because people don't use this. People don't leverage, most people don't leverage LinkedIn like the database that it is. And it's the world's largest free database. I mean, they should yeah. charge us for searching. Like, uh, uh, hopefully LinkedIn is hey, listening. David, David, don't give anyone any ideas, you know, because now uh, Elon Musk is talking about charging you know, people to, to use Twitter. So, Hey, don't, right. don't give anyone too many ideas. You know, okay. I, I like LinkedIn. Um, and Hey, like, like what Brian says here, good old fashioned networking, right. On, on LinkedIn, you know, you gotta, gotta use it for that as well. Um, so while, while we temporarily have the AI hat off. So, so Douglas here has a question. Thanks for joining us, Douglas. He said, will the job seeker run the potential for the other side of the spectrum now where the job seeker appears to be overqualified? So I think this is when we were talking about, you know, using chat GPT to, you know, either craft a, an, an ideal resume sure. or to help, you know, AI, you know, really bolster out that, that resume. Can, can it go too far? Uh, like, can you run the risk of, oh, wow, you know, AI made me sound almost, almost too, too qualified. Can that happen or no such thing? Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> Unless you really are overqualified, then no. And we're we, job seekers. You are doing the recruiter and hiring man, hiring team a favor mm. by improving your resume. Here's why: companies are struggling to find like one great candidate. So you know, back in the back in the day, maybe six seven years ago, companies were getting five or six qualified, really great qualified people. 
nowadays they're lucky to great they, they find that one and they're going to offer him or her a little bit more money so you're actually doing them a favor and they they want to see more qualified people apply right so uh i i no unless you are really overqualified like you did that position like two positions ago um i wouldn't worry about it and if you are ever overqualified for a job in the cover, you know, leave the resume alone. In the cover letter, explain why. Mm. A, a, a lot of people miss out on the cover letter. Um, share like how you align with that industry or company or position, or if you need to explain something, that's the perfect place is to explain it in a cover letter because then it influences what they look at or what they don't look at um, on the cover letter. And people still glance at them. Um, mm -hmm. glance at them. That's why the, the good content on a cover letter has got to be towards the top because nobody's ever going to read your entire cover letter and job seekers. Nobody's ever going to read um, your entire resume. Either, so. Yeah. So sad, right? When you spend, yeah. uh, when you spend 30 minutes going over that, that one word in bullet point 37, it doesn't matter in it the doesn't. end. Right. Uh, all right. So here, this is a, a good one, David. So Pedro, thank you for this question. So looking at it from the other side, uh, so uh, Pedro asking, how could HR take advantage of AI to find or reveal in this big applicant pools the, the right applicants? So I know you're normally working on on the, the, the front end, David, but I'm sure you have some, some insight on maybe how a, a HR might be uh, using AI or maybe they aren't. Uh, what's, what's, what's your take on that? Sure. So, well, first of all, like I kind of just explained the, you know, you are helping out uh, HR by aligning, you know, your resume with those skills because they're going to get more applicants. Mm -hmm. But uh, there are recruiters on LinkedIn co constantly uh, using a different tool than we use, um, not Sales Navigator. They're using a different tool to uh, search for people. So um, by having a better headline, by having a better about section, uh, amongst other things on your LinkedIn profile, you will kind of help them. So because they are searching all the time, the problem is, is a lot of recruiters, when they're searching, they find, you know, people and, you know, that was a job they did like, you know, 10 years ago, right? You know, so again, uh, by having the right headline about section, you're going to help them uh, find that. Uh, but, uh, you know, HR just wants more. I, I used to do a lot of interviews. We just want more uh, talented, uh, mm -hmm. qualified applicants. We'll, we'll find them. So how could HR really take advantage of, of, of that? It's just, uh, uh, making sure maybe people have a better understanding or better uh, how to search mm -hmm. on LinkedIn for uh, certain people. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's, that's about it. I, I love Pedro's uh, photo, by the way. Yeah, it's cool. It's gotta be AI, right? Okay. All right. So here's, uh, here's another one. We're finally getting some good questions for you here, David. It, it, it took everyone, you know, a second to wake up here. Um, you know, even though you're joining us from the West coast, but uh, Monica, Monica asking, have you noticed an increase in job seekers adding AI skills or AI experience to their resumes, applying for jobs that are not even AI specific roles? Good, good question. Because it seems like a lot of employers want this and maybe you're applying for a marketing job. That's not an AI job, but I mean, I mean, should job seekers be putting those skills in if they have them, even if it's not 
technically an AI job? Oh, yes, of course, because why? Well, uh, we know we're all going that way anyway. So if you're ahead of the curve, I would even, besides even mentioning maybe at the bottom of a, a resume, some of those competencies and technical skills, and maybe instead, you know, listing out a few of those, but maybe ever so briefly, whether it's in the specific job, it's at the summary at the top, or maybe it's in the cover letter, call out your knowledge of it. Like, like what, like what are you currently using it for in you? Maybe you're currently using it a little bit in your current role or in your previous role. So not just only listing out those skills, but sharing with people how you've used it. Because again, maybe they're going to hire you and you're not going to be using it right away, but having somebody on the team that knows that, oh, it's always a, always a plus. And you know what? If you have some certifications and licenses or whatever, make sure to put them on your LinkedIn profile as well, because most hiring managers, most recruiters will, on a great LinkedIn profile, will, will be on your profile way longer than ever reviewing your resume. Hmm. That makes, oh gosh, that makes perfect sense, right? You like, you have to know where those, those recruiters, those hiring managers are actually spending their time. Uh, sounds, sounds simple, but probably something we overlook. All right. Here's, uh, here's another good one from uh, Parimi. So do you think that companies might use AI to see if a resume is AI generated? We're getting a little meta here, but sure. it's a good question. Uh, David, what do you think? Like, I guess the ultimate question there is maybe, is there is there a, a potential downside if, if if your resume sounds too AI generated and might companies you know flag it? Sure, uh, the answer is companies want qualified people. That I don't think mm -hmm. they I don't think they would care. Now, in that initial, the only the only the only place I, I guess on a cover letter, if it sounded a little too you know robotic, um, and maybe then in that additional summary that it you know right at the top underneath your contact information, if that sounded a little robotic, uh, then 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 yes, but. Um, do I think they're using it? Uh, I would say no, because um, they're lazy anyway. They're, they're, <laughs> uh, they're, not, they're only going to spend five or 10, 20 seconds on your resume anyway. So I don't know yeah. if they're going to use another tool or whatnot. They're looking for qualified applicants at the end of the day. But in that summary cover letter, we got to make sure that that doesn't sound robotic. Yeah, that's 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 a great a great point. You know, in the end, it's yeah, it's are you qualified, right? Uh, and hey, premium everyone else listening, I'm just gonna put this out here. Hot take. Well, it's not a hot take. It's it's facts. There is no such thing as AI content detector. So if anyone tells you that they're just trying to sell you something, they don't exist. They don't work. I've busted them all. Uh, all right, sorry. Had to had to get a small rant out there. You know, there's there's a reason why OpenAI dropped theirs because yeah, it's it's not really a thing. Um, all right, so David, we've been literally all over the place. We've taken some, some some great questions. We've taken even off the AI hat for for a brief moment, but let's put it back on and let's just say, all right, if a job seeker is listening right here, because we've, we've given so many great tips, so so many pieces of, of good advice. Um, if a job seeker or someone looking to you know get the next step in their career, you have their attention. What is the one thing related to AI? that you want them to be doing, whether it's, hey, use ChatGPT for this, you know, use JobScan. But what is that What is that one biggest AI-related takeaway that you think will have the most impact for someone right now trying to, you know, change careers or get that next job? Yeah, I, I, I think it's using, uh, like we initially had said, it's using that software to 
you know, make sure that your resume aligns with those jobs, those various job titles that you're applying for, because that is where generally the big miss is. Uh, you know, I see plenty of resumes and sometimes somebody doesn't even, I, I don't even charge them because their resume is good. I just compare it to a few of the jobs that they're going to be applying for. And yeah, sure. You, you throw in a couple of skills that they forgot to put in there. And then now all of a sudden they're getting, uh, you know, calls. So it really can be that simple. So I, I would say it would be using those, uh, uh, those services to compare your resume to the job before applying. It only takes a few seconds. Uh, it takes some nuance in learning how to navigate it and what to, what's really important. Uh, but that's going to save you time in the long run. Yeah. Uh, such, such good advice. So, uh, David, I, I can't thank you enough for joining us. I think this is a topic that is on so many people's mind. Um, and, and also like, Hey, how can we use AI? Because it is such, uh, you know, it's been traditionally such a manual painstaking process. So thank you so much for coming on the show and sh uh, sharing your insights and some of your best tips for how we can get more, um, and land that new career with AI. We really appreciate it. Hey, appreciate you having me. Uh, I really do. And, uh, hopefully some job seekers got some good practice, best practices from uh, today's show. Oh, absolutely. And there was, there was a lot. So don't worry. Uh, if, if you couldn't take notes fast enough, we've got you just go to your everydayai.com. It's in the show notes, whether you're listening live here or on your podcast, check those show notes, go to the website. David, David already said he's going to give us some resources. So stick around for those, go check those out. And we break down every single day. We break down not just what's happening in the world of AI, but we go in depth on the conversation on the expert. And normally they, they share some cool resources that they might not share anyway. So make sure you check that out. Thank you for joining us. And we hope to see you for another day of everyday AI. Thanks y'all. And that's a wrap for today's edition of everyday AI. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating. It helps keep us going. For a little more AI magic, visit youreverydayai.com and sign up to our daily newsletter so you don't get left behind. Go break some barriers and we'll see you next time.